Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're going to be talking about birth doulas. Often considered as personal birth fairies, doulas can significantly improve birth experiences. What are the proven benefits and why should you even consider having one? Today I'll be talking with the remarkable Sharon Muja about how doulas make a difference no matter the type of birth. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by the first eight days of being a mom, a day-by-day manual on taking care of the new mom as well as her newborn. Get a 10% discount by going to thefirst8days.com slash birthful. That's with the number eight, thefirst8days.com slash birthful. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. classes and providing doula services to hundreds of couples throughout her private practice in Seattle, Washington. She is a birth doula trainer at the Simkin Center at Bastyr University, and she's also a trainer with Passion for Birth, a Lamaze-accredited childbirth education program. In September 2011, Sharon was admitted as a fellow to the Academy of Certified Childbirth Educators, and since 2012, she's been the community manager, writer, and editor for Science and Sensibility, which is Lamaze International's blog for birth professionals. If you haven't checked it out, if even if it's for birth professionals, and I know you might be uh, expectant or new mom, it still has fantastic information. It's filled with solid evidence-based info about healthy pregnancy, birth, and beyond. So do, do check it out. Sharon, It's I'm so happy to have you here on the show. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. So let's start with, I guess, for def- definition, because there's still a lot of people who don't know what a doula is. What is a birth doula? Yeah, um, a birth doula is a person who provides physical and emotional support to a birthing person and their family, um, uh, as well as informational support. Um, they can work with somebody throughout their pregnancy, then attend their labor and birth, and then often there's a closing of the relationship with a, a postpartum visitor too. There are also postpartum doulas. I'm not one of them, but there are also postpartum doulas, and they support um, a person and their family after uh, after the birth in the home uh, as they transition to having a new baby. Yes, and I know there's also more recently prenatal doulas who help with the earlier side of things. Um, so it's really neat to see how it's been branching out and that support has been getting more widespread. Yeah, um, I, I think, um, I'm wondering what the exact name of that is. It might be an antenatal doula, but um, uh, a lot of women and a lot of people have needs during the pregnancy that can um, also be met in, in that way. So 
um, I mean, everybody can use a little bit of support. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And specifically, we are talking today about birth doulas because that's what we have more information about. And it's sort of where I I guess I want to say where all started. Um, So my favorite, I don't know if you've seen this, one of my favorite um, blog posts on doulas is from Daddy Confidential. And he likens and doulas to birth fairies, right? <laughs> it's your own personal birth fairies. <laughs> because they do, you know, give that information and um, emotional and physical support. But breaking it down, it, it can be taking away all the fears, taking away, giving you more confidence. Um, what is the favorite thing that I think we might have lost her? Nope. Oh, there you are. (laughs) So what of, because I know you've been doing this for many years and have supported hundreds of of couples and their journey and single moms and their journey. Um, What's the favorite thing for you of what they tell you your value was as a doula? Mm, That's a good question. So I think... um, I think that uh, people who have a doula afterwards, when they reflect back on that experience, um, it's just unconditional support. Like you loved me, and and I don't mean love as in I, you know you respected me and supported me through all of my choices. Um, I think that's a key component. It's really uh, support without judgment, which is a unique role that the doula fills because, you know, we all have families and sisters and mothers and friends and partners and everybody is has something to say about how we do things. And, um, and I feel like a doula, one of the biggest gifts that, that women say they received from, from having a doula is it that the doula helped them to find their voice. Um, and then, of course, the other ancillary things and being able to get through labor and, and coping with contractions and things like that. But um, that's one of the big things, I think. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot. It was just, I like knowing what... Because, so we've discussed here on the show before with other people with other guests um, that, that have been doulas, that when a mom tells you, I couldn't have done it without you, that that's not necessarily what the role we want to fill. Right, right. I often sometimes feel uncomfortable when somebody says that to me because I feel like the role of the doula is not is not to shine or to be in the front, but to be in the shadows and like a stage mother or a wedding planner or, or something where, where we really, you know, we set our client up for success. We set our client up to, to feel the power and, and to be strong in the way that that person feels that they are strong. Um, and so I, I really like it when um, people say, you know, I did it. Like I want them to embrace and celebrate their own power, 
um, and not really view it as something that I gave them because I, I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, such an important quality of a doula because you don't know. There is no written path of how that birth is going to unfold and what's really going to happen. Everyone, every birth and every person is so different that just having that, like you mentioned, that unconditional, non-judgmental support that can sort of be there for any outcome can make a difference. Absolutely. And um, both of us know um, that plans change during birth, you know. Um, I often say that, you know, childbirth is our first experience in parenting, um, you know, where you, you, can't con- you kind of can't control the outcome. And, and things change during childbirth. And I think that one of um, the benefits of having a doula is that they can help you to um, learn about the changes, learn, explore the options of the changes, what your choices are, and um, help you navigate them uh, in advance and in the moment, um, you know, where you feel really positive about things, even if they're not going as you planned. And uh, tell us a little bit more about those benefits of having a doula and what, because, and what the research say, be, says, because there is documented um, evidence that it's not just we can say, oh, birth fairies, and we'll make everything, you know, lovely, but there's actual research to back it up. Oh, there is. There's, there's a couple of decades of some really solid research. Um, and what we know is that uh, families who choose to have a doula have shorter labor. Um, they are um, less likely to need Pitocin, which is um, a synthetic oxytocin to help make the contractions stronger. They're less likely to request pain medication. They're less likely to need vacuum or forceps to assist them in birthing the baby. They have lower cesarean rates. They breastfeed longer. And um, my, my favorite, I think, of all of that is that they report that they're much more satisfied with their birth experience. Um, so there's tons of excellent research uh, that support the benefits of the doula. In fact, um, just about a year ago, ACOG, the um, organization, um, American Congress, or sometimes called College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, released a really pivotal document called the, um, the Safe Prevention of the Primary Cesarean, primary being first cesarean. And um, they listed, I think, 20 or 21 points of things that that, that should be taken into consideration to avoid having a cesarean unless necessary. And one of the points they said was that um, having a doula has, they acknowledged and said that having a doula um, at a birth is a key component of, of reducing the cesarean rate. And for ACOG to take that stance um, was really um, pivotal to me, um, was really um, not professionalizing, but legitimizing, even though I, I, it's been a legitimate profession for, for years, um, it was really legitimizing the role of the doula and the impact. And, and there's not been any um, risk determined, you know, there are risks, like everything has been risks, and there haven't really been any risks to, to having a doula that's been documented. It's, it's all, all been positive. So uh, lots of research to support um, making that choice. And I think ACOG's position is really great in that it also indirectly starts to 
kind of bust the myth that there is about doulas that it, doulas can create an antagonistic um, or set up an antagonistic relationship with sort of like an us against them medical community or the other way around of OBs not being so open to doulas. And what do you think about that in terms of their, in light of their position, of ACOG's position? Right. Well, I think um, when you examine the doula role, it's not it's not to have conversations directly with the health. I mean, everybody talks to everybody in a nice, casual way. I don't mean we ignore people. But it's not to have conversations about appropriate care or what the client wants uh, with the health care provider. A good doula um, helps the client to find her voice, find his voice in, in the room in a, in a professional and respectful way. Um, and I have always felt welcome um, as a birth professional and welcomed as part of the team. Um, and I think that's because... Um, Everybody knows that I understand my scope of practice and then I don't speak for my client and I don't cross the line into doing things um, that are not uh, under my um, responsibilities or my, my scope. And um, I do think that um, it's possible for um, some doulas to um, behave inappropriately and um, I I cringe when I hear that because I feel like it reflects on everybody. And um, I know with professional training and guidance, um, you know, we can create uh, professional doulas who, who, who work well with the healthcare provider. Because, you know, if, if you, you're not allowed to be in the room, then you're of no use to your client. And so, you know, you need, you need to be able to navigate. It's, it's tricky, but definitely... Um, important. Absolutely. And I think it speaks also to one of one thing we do know um, very clearly as doulas is that the energy and, uh, you know, the, the tension or, or calm in the room does have a clear effect on how labor flows. So it is for us vital that to have that mom feel safe and feel relaxed and not have um, tension being built up. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, and again, it kind of goes, you just want everything to go smoothly. And, and, and so um, I feel like one of um, the key things I do at birth is, and I'm making air quotes if you could see me, is model good doula behavior. And I'm not just modeling good doula behavior for the partner or other family members. I'm actually modeling good doula behavior for everybody. And that might include, for example, not speaking to the mom when she's working through a contraction and asking a question or seeking information in between those contractions. Um, or, you know, keeping my voice low and, and quiet or it kind of setting the tone if that's what, if that's what the pregnant person wants. And, um, and so when you model good doula behavior, it really, Everybody starts to do the same thing and behave in the same way, which is a, a respect of the process of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is a great way to put it because the environment does that, it does that we do a lot of changing the environment, even coming in and, you know, dimming the lights. You can see a mom say, oh, that's helpful. And you're thinking, all I did was turn off the lights, but <laughs> it makes a difference. 
Right. Or an- another way, um, another thing that I do um, is every time I come into the room, um, you know, I knock quietly and then they say, this is Sharon, as I walk inside. Because, you know, if you're a laboring person and you're in the room and you really can't see who's coming in, sometimes there's a curtain there closed at the door and, and, and it could be very disturbing to, to not know at any point who's coming in or who might be coming in. And so, um, you know, you do that, you, you say that enough and, and then sometimes you start to see other people do the same thing. And, um, and then the mom can feel relaxed in knowing that people aren't just going to kind of walk directly into the room without announcing themselves. And that's a small example of what I mean by modeling good doula behavior. Mm-hmm. How, let's talk about how doulas and partners work together, because I think another misinformation that's out there is that doulas take over the partner's role. Yes, the partner's role, um, the way I have a clearly defined vision in my mind, how that works, I feel like my role, if um, the pregnant person is partnered, my role is to orbit around both of them and to help them be the best that they can be together. Um, I feel like uh, if they can work well together during labor, that's a really solid foundation into which into which to launch into parenting because they can fist bump and say man we rocked that labor and birth we were a great team and we could rock this parenting thing which you know with especially with a newborn and well and with a high schooler like i am now it can be really challenging and um and i i don't want to come between them but i want to make them better together now if there's a person whose partner is not interested in being engaged or there or active or participatory for whatever reason, then having a doula allows that uh, partner to settle at a level that feels comfortable to everyone. Um, having a doula doesn't force a partner to be uh, more hands-on or more engaged than they want to be. Um, it allows them to, to float where they feel most comfortable. And for many partners, that is to be very involved. And therefore, I see the doula role as kind of creating a bubble around the both of them together um, to really make it very positive. You know, if possible, I prefer that the pregnant person, you know, be looking into the eyes of their partner for encouragement rather than me. You know, and I can be pressing on her back, for example, you know, given an opportunity, I would switch with the partner to make sure that that can happen as long as the partner wants to be engaged in that way. Mm-hmm. I I always feel that as a doula, I'm also there to fill in the gaps, to just do whatever needs to be done. And for each couple, that's something different. Like sometimes it's parking cars, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that is one of the, um, you know, one of the gifts of, of a doula is that they, they see where the holes are and they quickly kind of patch them, is not the right word, but fill it in, you know. Um, and and that might be, you know, repeated trips to the nourishment room to grab some snacks or ice or or something like that. Or it might be making sure that the partner is um, hydrated and fueled 
just as much as the laboring person. It could be moving the car. It could be going out to, uh, into the lobby and updating family. Um, whatever, you know, whatever the couple wants. Um, it isn't always, you know, and hopefully, you know, the doula doesn't see their role as, you know, front and center with the spotlight on them. A lot of times it's, um, I often say doula is another word for Sherpa because when we're walking into the hospitals, I often feel like I'm, you know, I'm the bellhop. You know, I carry all the bags and I'm kind of like picking up the, you know, picking up behind them um, as, as, mm-hmm. as the family moves, moves to check in. So we fill lots of roles and not all of them are glamorous. Oh, no. <laughs> I can think of no. several several roles which are not very glamorous, but right. it, it goes from you know Adula does this from it feeds our soul. It is an honor to be there. I always say, because um, we're getting as much out of it as as we're giving. Do you fi- do you feel that way? I, I am very honored to be invited into the birth space. Um, and every time a baby comes out, I am, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to be doing what I'm doing. I'm grateful that that another human has arrived on Earth, um, and I'm I'm honored that the family chose me um, to allow them in, into this space. And I do want to um, back up a second now that I, I think about it. I, I don't want to imply that I also feel like I bring a lot of skill to the birth. Um, not just I'm running to get something to drink and, and, and carrying bags because, um, having been at well over 400 births, I, I have lots of ideas on, on how to do things to help labor progress and how to cope. And, and I'm thinking ahead about what might be coming next and what some decisions might be that the family needs to make, um, strategically and, 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 and broad thinking and, I, I bring all the experience of all those births and all those people with me every time I, I come into the room. So so I may not look like I'm doing a lot, but, um, you know, and sometimes families don't need a lot, you know. But, um, but I feel like there is a, a lot of skill that uh, I also uh, bring with me from my years and years of experience. Absolutely. And, and, it's that knowing what labor looks like, what things, when things are flowing, when things are not, and what to do to make that mom more comfortable or help with that flow of birth or just being one step ahead, like you mentioned, of you can see she's holding her back and then going in and just putting counter pressure there without having to ask her or, you know, very gently and or have in, in, without having to talk and disturb her flow, but just knowing what she might need as it, as the steps go through. I, it, it, that does, it might seem like, oh, she just pressed on her back, but no, it takes a bigger skill to know when to do that. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, and to realize that the, the partner, if there's a partner, might need to go to the bathroom. Sometimes they don't, want to go <laughs> no they don't so they feel like if, if okay. yeah if, if 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 the mom is not is not you know eating or drinking like she normally does or whatever which hopefully she is but you know then i won't either and i and i you know i always say that 
and it does nobody any good, you know. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have a newborn. <laughs> Somebody yeah, exactly. needs to be really up on that game. Um, yeah. What's, so one of the things you mentioned before is about the scope of a doula and how a doula doesn't do anything medical. Um, would you speak a little bit more to that? Because I've gotten a lot of questions about how does a doula differ from a midwife? And there are completely different roles. They are completely different roles. And midwives provide great um, great uh, emotional support and physical support to the laboring person, as well as clinical support. And a doula provides no clinical support. So I don't assess fetal heart tone. Um, I don't monitor um, a person's blood pressure or temperature. Uh, I... Um, Never would never do a vaginal exam, for example. Um, those are all all things that fall under the scope of a midwife who's responsible for the health of of the parent and the baby. Um, and I don't do those things. And I think it's really important um, to to under both for doulas and and for consumers to understand the difference in what what the scope of a doula is and what the scope of their healthcare provider is. And I think it does a disservice if uh, there are doulas who choose to cross that line because um, that's not our role. And, and the research, remember the research, which says the good outcomes are a result of, of doulas practicing within their scope. Mm-hmm. It's about that continuous support and just... You bet. Yeah, and, and being sort of an objective but knowledgeable bystander. Right. And, you know, that's a great point. And and let's take a moment to to talk about what that means, continuous support. Because frequently, um, particularly if people are birthing in a hospital, that there there are shift changes and labor and birth nurses will rotate out. Um, Even the healthcare provider, the, the family practice doc, the OB, or the certified nurse midwife will rotate out. In an out of hospital experience, um, depending on the length of the labor, the out-of-hospital midwife may rotate out. And the support, um, the support of the doula is, is continuous from when um, they join, join with the parents um, until, until after the baby is born. Now, for, for long labors, um, it, it wouldn't be uncommon for, for a doula to tap out and have their backup doula come in, either short, for short-term or, or um, longer, um, so that the family always has a fresh, uh, alert, and prepared doula, you know, who can serve them. Because, I mean, let's face it, you know, after a day or two of missleep, no one's at their best. And, um, and it would be helpful and important to have a, a fresh doula. But it is that continuous support that, is, um, that has been also proven to be really great. Yeah, and it's a it's a unique position because, as like you said, the if it's at a hospital, the nurses and 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 midwives or, or doctors or any other care provider may not necessarily be there for the whole time, but the doula sticks around, and there's a relationship usually beforehand. Yeah. So even yeah. when you first meet, um, you you already know this person, unlike maybe the nurse at triage. Yep, or, you know, one of the doctors, you know, there's 10 doctors in the practice, and maybe or maybe not, you've met all of them 
um, you know, but it might be someone you haven't met, and 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 that's you know, I mean, that's okay. Um, what you know you have is you have a relationship with your doula, and they're going to be there for you. And and also, I mean, I do want to acknowledge that there are models um, where uh, some hospitals have have doulas, and so you might, you know, you might not have met you, your doula before, and and. And to quote a, a doula friend of mine, you know, labor is a great icebreaker. And and uh, even if you haven't met your doula before, um, they can be a great support with just a few key questions to uh, kind of get some clarity on, on, on what your preferences are. I think another thing that's very unique to doulas is that we get to, because we don't do anything medical, we get to just devote our attention to the mom and her family and to her well-being and comfort, which is a very unique role. Right. I mean, I don't worry about how the baby is doing. I mean, I want the baby to do well, of course, or the mom to do well physically and clinically. Um, but I can be really there and really present and really in the moment to help make everything as smooth as possible. And, and, and I think not having that clinical responsibility really frees me to do that. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's very comforting that we could just everything. There's people taking care of what needs to be taken yep. care of. I just take care of, you know, the mom and her family and up here. <laughs> <laughs> or lifting a leg, as such would be. Um, right. Now, we've talked about hospital birth, but doulas are, I think, another misconception out there is that they're only for natural births. And speak a little bit more towards that. You bet. Um, I, I, a doula is for every kind of birth. Um, I And if you're having a cesarean birth and a planned cesarean birth, I want to help you to have the best planned cesarean birth there ever was. And if you want an epidural and you know you want an epidural out of the gate, I want you to have the best epidural birth ever possible. And I also recognize that plans change, that that you might have wanted one thing and due to circumstances and conditions, you're now having or experiencing something different. And I want to help you to make that transition when plans change, and I want you to have the best experience for the way things unfold. Um, some of my most favorite births have been planned cesareans where I've been able to sit down with the family prenatally and talk about what what are the important things to them given the circumstances that they're facing with, with, their, with their birth. And, and to make their cesarean, um, you know, it is a birth, and to make their cesarean uh, feel individual to them and special and sacred as they meet their babies. And um, I think it's a common misconception, uh, like you said, that, that doulas are only for natural births or unmedicated births uh, or even vaginal births because um, a good doula moves amongst all of those different things and helps their clients to have the best experience they could have. And and doesn't everybody want that, no matter what kind of birth they're choosing? Right. Yeah. 
and and because yes, <laughs> I think we all want that at all aspects of life and everything we do. Um, and I think that also speaks to the importance of a doula of because she's so focused on your experience that and 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 giving you confidence and having you shine that does set you up for a a better you know introduction to parenting and going forth into this new transformation of definition of yourself as a no longer an i but now forever a we yeah um like i said before um you know and especially if 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 um if a family is coupled um you know having memories that they can look back on of of teamwork and um and support when times were tough during the labor uh is a great foundation into which to launch into parenting um and uh you know, I mean, face it, birth is very important, and and how we remember our birth is for a long time. You know, we we know research says we remember that for a long time, but we're also going to do parenting for the rest of our life, forever, and, uh, <laughs> forever, sometimes <laughs> sometimes longer. So, um, so you bet. It, it I mean, I, I don't understand why they don't. You know, why everybody doesn't have a doula, frankly. Well, that's a perfect segue to my next question, which is the cost of a doula. You and, well, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, the cost of a doula and how that, I think that's what tends to get in the way of not everybody having a doula. Yes. Um, so doulas run the gamut of prices. There are doulas all over the price range, and I think that um, you can explore finding a doula who uh, offers services in a range that you you can afford. I think it is important to recognize that while this is hard work, you know, um, it is also someone's profession, and we have costs associated with attending attending birth. We may have childbirth. Uh, childbirth, childcare costs. We may um, be leaving an, a, a full-time job uh, to attend your birth. Uh, we have parking and food and equipment and training. And so I, I do think um, I think it is important to to recognize that um, you, you're hiring somebody who who brings a set of skills. Um, that being said, uh, I, I know that there are lots of ways to pay for doula. Many doulas take payment plans. Many families uh, choose to ask for uh, shower gifts uh, toward a doula fee. Um, doulas may barter in exchange for services that you offer. Maybe you're, um, you know, a chef and you provide home cooked meals um, that the doula can have in their freezer, or, or whatever the circumstances, a landscaper or, you know, graphic designer. Um, lots of different ways uh, to pay for doulas. But really what I think um, we, where we need to be putting our attention is let's get health insurance to cover doulas. And I, why not? Because improved outcomes, you know, shorter labors, less cesareans, less epidurals, 
longer breastfeeding, healthier babies. You know, why doulas should absolutely be covered by health insurance uh, as a service because everybody benefits, the insurance company and, and, and the consumer. I completely agree. And the question is, how do we get that? Where do we go from yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, that, a great question. And I mean, nobody likes to jump into the mire and bog that is health insurance. Um, scary place. And I don't know what that looks like because I also worry about um, fair compensation to the doula uh, if we fell under, um, you know, under as a, as a provider for health, under health insurance programs. I don't know what that looks like, but if we want to make doulas accessible to everybody, then I think that's where, in my opinion, where it's going to have to go. I agree. I agree. And you have a fantastic um, blog post on your, or not blog post, but post on your website, SharonMuja.com, talking about the, what's behind the, the cost of a doula and breaking it down, a doula's fee, and how it includes a bunch of things that people don't necessarily consider. Um, you mentioned a few of them, like different costs and child Childcare and and but also just being on call and being up for hours it takes a toll on your body it um you're self employed like there's a lot more to it so I encourage people to go and read that post um do you want to add something to that yeah um one of my dear friends Terry Schilling always says I'll do the birth for free but pay me well for the on call period because um. When you hire a doula, they say they're going to be there. I'm going to leave my kid's birthday party. I am going to walk out of, um, you know, the Lion King on Broadway. I am um, going to get up in the middle of the night, even if I just went to bed. Um, I am going to slog my way to you in the worst of weather. Um, I commit. I am going to put all of my deadlines aside and show up when you ask me to be there and be present and, and, and stay and see it through. And that is stressful. That life on call is, is really stressful. And so I think we're starting to see um, some new models of being a doula that I think can be exciting. I haven't figured them all out yet, but, you know, shared call with somebody else or a partnership. So you meet and know both the doulas, but... Um, they are not always on call all the time, uh, but they share with a partner or uh, other things. Um, because it, it, you know, that on call life is is really crazy. Yeah, um, you're in essence putting your dropping your life, putting it on hold, and just walking away from it for who knows how long until you can get back for it to it. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I remember. Um, Gosh, I remember a story years ago when my family was camping, and um, we had gone camping, but we're still within cell phone range in a couple of hours, which agreement of my client um, had known in advance, but, you know, and call me if you need me, and I have a backup who could be there really quick, but I'm about three hours away. And um, and we were camping, and I got a, a heads-up call in the middle of the night from um, from my client, and we literally took down the campsite around my sleeping children Ugh. who were like sleeping in this tent on, you know, sleeping bags. 
we packed everything up, and the very last thing we did was, you know, the only thing, you know, like sort of took the tent down around them, but it didn't cover them yet, and then and then kind of whisked them out and put them in their car seats and 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 wrapped the tent up in a you know big ball, shoved it in the car and left. I mean, and you know, by the time they woke up, they were you know, wait a minute, I thought it was. I thought we were camping, Mom. You know, and I'm like, oh, well, actually, we're not anymore. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's asking, and you do will be there, but it's asking a lot. I mean, I think, um, I think most people recognize that. I hope they do. Yeah, I, I think they do, but not to an extent of, because you can't, I guess you can't really fully recognize it unless you are on call yourself and you know exactly, just like with any profession, right? That unless you're actually doing, you don't know all the tiny ins and outs of what it really takes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and again, that's why um, sometimes I feel like, you know, uh, I'll attend the birth for free, but but a lot of my fee um, goes into respecting what it means to be on call. Mm-hmm. I like that quote from Terry Schilling. That's great. <laughs> so, Sharon, how can listeners get in touch with you, follow what you're doing? What's the best way to contact you? You bet. I can be reached through my website, which is SharonMuja.com. Um, you can also find me blogging. Um, not only on my website, but on Lamaze International Science and Sensibility, which is scienceandsensibility.org. And um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm not much of a Twitterer or tweeter, or, um, so you aren't really going to find me there. But um, the best way to reach me is through my website, and I love connecting with people, and um, I love providing resources and information, um, both to consumers and other professionals. And I welcome your outreach and, uh, and connection to me. So there you go, people. If you want to talk to Sharon, reach out. She's there. She's there. Thank you so much for your knowledge and your time and, and just being on the show. It's been lovely talking to you. Adriana, it's been lovely talking to you. And thank you for, um, you know, helping people to understand a little bit about doulas. I do want to say one thing, if I can. Absolutely. Um, about... Yeah, about how to find a doula. Um, how you know where can people find find doulas, and that I think it's a great idea to meet with several and um, choose uh, choose the person that you feel um, is most qualified and the best fit for you and your circumstances. And uh, there are a couple um, of different ways that um, consumers can find doulas besides the old Google search. Um, one of them is doulamatch.net. Um, which has uh, um, a directory where you can search for your area and your zip code uh, and your due date and find available doulas. And um, then there are lots of doula organizations, uh, CAPA, uh, ICA, and um, Estona International, uh, and others that you can um, also find doulas. So um, ask around, get referrals from friends and family, uh, even ask your healthcare provider if there's a doula that they recommend. But there's lots of ways to find them, so I encourage um, people to do that. Absolutely, and know that there is a doula out there for you. If you're thinking you can't afford a doula, if you can't, we will make it work for you. Yes, and if that doula can't help you, they can make some referrals to other doulas who would be able to. And one more thing, I'm thinking of all these other things I want to say. Also, you know, there are actually male doulas as well. It's not just a role for... For um, for a woman, there are uh, 
there are um, both men and women who serve in the doula role. And so you're, you are able to find someone that you're comfortable with. Yes, absolutely. We just, there's more women and we just tend to generalize, but it's not that you are completely right. There are, there are several male doulas out there that are fantastic as well. I think all doulas are fantastic. (laughs) Uh, I do too. (laughs) Thank you so much again, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, Adriana. Mamas, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts, and if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. Stay in touch by following Birthful on Facebook or Twitter. Even better, become a part of the Birthful community by subscribing at birthful.com. You'll get access to bonus episodes and other exclusive goodies. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll talk to another maternity pro here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Mighty One. Did you know that if you started listening to one Birthful episode per day at the start of your pregnancy, your baby would be about three months old before you got through all of them? That is so much birthful. So to ease us into the summer and to help you catch up on your listening, we're going back to releasing one episode per week instead of two. Now you know.